tell you, I, I know exactly how to start this off. In fact, probably start the episode right here, right now. I was a little bummed this weekend, Gary. Why is that, buddy? I was bummed because for a, quite a while, the escape rooms in Los Angeles were escaping, for lack of a better word. The uh, <laughs> the, the Fed. The, the, the feds, the lockdown yeah. of the requirement. And they, they had good reason to do so. You were... You would only come in there with your private group that you would most likely have been quarantining with, and then they would disinfect the room. Only your party is allowed in the room. You escape it, and then they clean it down for you. Shouldn't be too big of a deal. Well, they couldn't escape the long arm of the law long enough, and they shut down. I I had it all set up. I had the weekend planned out. We're going to do an escape room or two or three this weekend with the brother in town. In front of the show. And... Yeah, friend, friend of, the, of show. the show. Friend of the show. Sponsor of the show, Younger right, Matt? He's not here. Matt, please. But pay he's us. not that good of a friend. Um, <laughs> at least to you. Um, no, but and then they shut it down. They had the they had they flipped the switch. They got busted. They had SWAT team coming in through the windows, wrecking all the paper mache they, statues. They got in, but they couldn't get out. That's right. That was where <laughs> that was their big mistake. They crashed through the walls. And then they found themselves in a maze. Ruined their, they ruined the puzzle. That wall actually held the held the key to get out. The legend you yeah. needed to decipher. They're the never going to find it. Yeah, they're, they're never. A bunch of fools. They, they should ruin they everything. Sh- they're listening right now. But so I was in mourning a little bit, Garrett. I think I was. I was in mourning a little bit. I yeah, was frustrated. It sad. was not. It was not very uh, cool that that was allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think you heard that. You heard me. I my heard soul a little yearning. Yeah, a little. A little sadness, a little, mm-hmm. little, uh, just a bit of grief, honestly, in the in the throat. Mm-hmm. It's very guttural, almost. I know. And he heard it all the way from Texas, folks, folks, and that's why he chose the game that he chose today. Can't wait to get into it. But first, hello, everyone, and welcome to Roll and Move, the Internet's podcast that takes a look at some of the weirder, more odd, more bizarre, more bad, question mark, question mark? board games that are on the Internet and uh, in life today and uh we break them down we see what makes them work what makes them not work we talk about them we have a lot of fun my name is thomas youngerberg i'm one of the creators and founders of rough draft games and with me here as always is uh garrett lively you know indiana jones kingdom of the crystal skull whatever it was called it it wasn't that bad it's just if you if you didn't get out if, if, <laughs> stop right there get out stop Shut up. And I'm your second Shut co-host. <laughs> Jeff Lee, that movie was terrible. Let's move on. <laughs> that I was when they were trying to put Shia LaBeouf in everything. I can't let I can't let this continue as is. It was so. only a few 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 years ago. Now just hear me out, guys. Uh, Kingdom of the ah! <laughs> <laughs> You remember uh, old school theater where they'd have that long hook and they'd pull you <laughs> off? That's what, yes. That's what I imagine they just did to Gary. <laughs> they used to still have that at the uh, what was that show that would come on after was it Saturday Night Live? It was Showtime at the Apollo. Yeah. Where they had they had that dude like dance out on the stage. It was like a talent show before like they had like America's Got Talent. They had this guy who would dance out on stage and literally embarrass you in front of a group of people because, like, the crowd's going nuts, cheering, yelling, whistling while this guy comes out there with the cane because everyone's like, you this suck, dude. <laughs> get him out of there. Sometimes it'd, like, break down while he just, like, looped this comic, like, Looney Tunes cane around their neck all the way. 
good show. You yeah, check getting it's getting good crowds show. behind the uh, the bully is always it's always a good sight to see. It's always pretty. Oh fun. yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> but we're 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 not talking about uh, about canes or anything like that today. We're we're talking about es- escapes and how it's not an escape room, mind you. This is a very different. You, you hear that word, you're probably thinking like, especially with the intro that we're playing another one of these escape room games. I would not categorize it as that. What would you 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 played this before we actually uh, did did the uh, digital playing the podcast today? Uh, what do you what would you describe this game as, Jeff? Um, I guess I would describe it as a tile reveal slash, um, like a dice rolling tile reveal game with. Would you say se- I wouldn't call it set collection, but I guess like yeah. Just an escape game tower. I mean, yeah, if ice. you call Yahtzee set collection, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then it'd be like a set collection game. Yeah. It'd be very and, and very Yahtzee. Very uh rolling your Yahtzee. dice, looking for a very specific combination. Pressure, very Yahtzee. pressure, pressure luck. luck. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of lots of interesting mechanics. It, like you can break apart or you can like stick together. Lots of teamwork aspects in there, especially with like handing each other, you know, trying to unlock each other when that happens. So Let's let's go ahead and reveal the actual name of this game here, Garrett. Enough beating around the bush here. We should do this earlier in the show. We should. It's about time. It's about time we do this for old Travi. <laughs> I don't think we should. Or, uh, our number one fan. He says, "You guys don't tell you don't you don't actually tell me the game we're playing until like ten minutes in." That's how we draw them in. That's how we draw them in. Listen, t- you know, if you really want the full experience of Roll and Move, don't read the title of the episode before you start listening because we have these great thematic intros that you know Tom leads us down this winding it's minutes path. long. Yeah. yeah, and we we. We eventually circle it. We we tie it all together. We bring it all back. We haul it mm-hmm. all in, and it all makes sense. But it's not going to be right, right now. Let's continue to segue into other stuff before, <laughs> <laughs> before we reveal the name of the game. That reminds me, Tom. You remember that time uh, you and Jeff <laughs> <laughs> were on a four wheeler on the farm and you got lost? It was it was a it was a, uh, it, was a it was an escape in room of its own. Except it was not in a room. It was in uh, a yard. <laughs> Today we are playing Escape: The Curse of the Temple, a Indiana Jones-inspired uh, game. As as we said, where you're trying to escape a temple. Uh, if you've played Temple Run or Escape: The Curse of the Temple or uh, Diamond or Ink and Gold, you, you've you've seen this typeface. You know what it looks like. You see an idol on the front. You see a guy with a what, what do you call Indiana Jones's hat? Is it a I don't, I don't know. Leather. It's not he's, a, got, he's got the leather jacket. He's probably whip. got a whip. Yeah. And uh, you got the nice gold font with a red underline. Mm-hmm. It, it. They've all been ripping off each other since Rangers of the Lost Ark at this point. Right. Um, and, you know. Did you, you say you, Rangers of the Lost Ark? Did. did I? I, <laughs> I was going to let Raiders. Slide, but... Raiders. Did you say Raiders? Hang on. You better get that clean before. Like, I, 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 I apologize. I I believe i said raiders i have bitten my cheek and my cheek is a little swollen so i apologize if i'm not enunciating uh very well uh, but raid yes raiders of the lost ark they've all been ripping off um so you you should dear listener be able to kind of picture exactly what we're playing in your head um yeah. and as you mentioned this is a you know a pressure luck uh yahtzee a dice rolling game tie reveal one thing you didn't say though is it's uh it's it's a real-time strategy game up there with the likes of, you know, uh, Civilization or uh, what? World of, yeah, not World of Warcraft. Uh, what's the, what is that based off of? You know, uh, Warcraft. Warcraft, yeah, War, just regular Warcraft. <laughs> there's <laughs> no the, like you're the, there's not this is not like Civilization or Warcraft yeah, it's where it's like strategy. 
That is, you're giving too many things, you're giving too many descriptors to the game. You're going to confuse the this audience. This is everything. It's not real this time is a real-time strategy game, is it not? It's also a role-playing game, because you get to play as, you get to pretend yeah, you're Indiana Jones. I would agree with that. Oof. I agree with that like, take. When it's, it's everything, it's nothing. You got to get that through <laughs> your head, Garrett. You can't give it too many too many categories. You go, you know what? I also think this is probably, uh, there's also a little bit of, uh, you know, there's deck building, you yeah, know, because if bit. you think of the dice as decks, you know, it's like, <laughs> they are suits. They're suited. You like you're, not you're not you wrong. A bit. Keep it going. What else we got? Shut up. Uh, anyways. So, so we have, you might have seen this game before. In fact, this is one of the most frequent games that I see when I'm going to different board game stores. Uh, if I go to like Emerald Knights or Odyssey Games out here in Los Angeles, I will frequently see this game uh, on the on the shelf, right? Yeah. And the one of the things that I think of, or that you might even think when you see this game on the shelf, is that is a massive box. There, you, there's got to be like some sort of like, like temple of doom that I'm constructing, you know, uh-huh. uh, where I, there's all these pieces that I got to put together, and it's going to make this beautiful temple, and it's going to be insane. Because this thing, seriously, the boxes that I've seen for this game are. So our All Rise prototype box is really, really big. The one that we used for the Kickstarter video. Too big. Uh, way bigger than it needed to be. It's a, it's bigger than that. It's This thing is probably like 16 inches, maybe 17 inches by 17 inches in stores that I see. Mm-hmm. And I always assumed it was because of all the extra stuff that they got inside. We're going to open the box a little early here, folks. <laughs> this thing doesn't have that much stuff in it. We played the base game. I think, I'm assuming... That most of the board games that you see in stores come with only the base game. Yeah. How many tiles are in this, Garrett? 19. How many? 19 tiles. 19 tiles. And, like, how many pairs of dice? Uh, There are, I guess, uh, six sets of five. Six sets of five dice. dice, 30 dice, yeah. 30 and, dice, uh, six 19 meeples, tiles. Bunch of gems. Six meeples. And, uh, yeah, what, 20, 25 gems or something. That's it. Yeah. And a rule book. And it's like that's I, there's no reason for this game to be this massive, this much real estate. You got to get more compact. You got to get a little bit more. You got to up your fuel efficiency equivalent, your box efficiency equivalent. Yeah, uh, I like a nice. I'm, I'm I like a nice. Now, I'm looking at my game shelf. So I, I think mm-hmm. I think this box is about the size of if you have a Dead of Winter or like Wingspan or something, and Betrayal at the House on the Hill, which has more tiles. And has more cards, and has it doesn't have more dice, but it's it's a smaller box than the like the trail at the house on the hill is a smaller box than those. So and, and they were able to get more in there. So yeah, I'm I, looking I think at a lot of dead weight in this game. I'm looking at the uh, like the default insert, and it's like the two. You know how you have margins on a page? It's like <laughs> it's like they have margins in their box, and it's like an inch and a half on either side of just margin. Uh, because yeah. really, it's just you have to stack the tiles and the rest go yeah. into another. They're row. like a bad student who let moved me, the margins. Let me closer. let me like let me share my <laughs> let me share my screen real quick. This person made an insert for for um, escape the temple and. <laughs> It's got about seventy five percent of the box. It's just dead space. <laughs> so yeah, this you, is where you can put all the you know you can store food in here. You can keep some sandwiches in India, there. You can put your whip in there. I'll need the rest. I'll need the rest of this. One. Put a hat in there. Yeah, it's that's pretty. Yeah, great. this is this is that kid who took that test 
and like move the margins in like Jeff was saying or like increase the size of his periods by one point in order to uh, accommodate fluff it up a little bit. Oh, nice. Got it to five pages. This is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. So we have this uh, we have this game. Garrett briefly listed the components there. Um, So let's let's just sort of dive into the mechanics here and what exactly we're going to be doing. They know it's a little bit of everything, but how about we tell them the order and exactly. uh, Yeah. A little frame of reference there. You want to take it away, Gary? Yeah, absolutely. So you're you're starting the game off. Uh, one thing I will point out is it comes with a CD, or at least the earlier versions did. I I, th- I think it may be app uh, driven now, but uh, so this game came out in 2012, came with the CD, and the the playtime is going to be 10 minutes. There's no if ands or buts. There's no wiggle you, there. Yeah, no wiggle. You have a soundtrack. When the soundtrack is over, uh, you have either escaped or you have died and you're dead. Uh, we are cooperatively trying to navigate this temple. You start off, you know, somewhere near the middle of it. You're trying to find the exit, but you're also trying to collect enough treasure to make your exit worthwhile, I guess, is the theming. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, as you are uh, revealing tiles and, and going through entryways, you will collect gems. And then eventually, once you have enough gems, you will be able to escape. So in a three-player game, there are a total of 11 gems in the pool. You need to collect those gems and, and basically find the escape uh, escape room. And once you find that escape room, you are going to try to roll keys uh, with the magic number being the total number of gems you have not collected from that original pool uh, plus one. So if you get all the gems, you just have to roll one key and you're out. If you haven't collected any gems, then you have to roll 12, which is impossible because you just start with your, your five die. Um, and that's that's it. You're you're just navigating the temple, trying to trying to get out, trying to collect enough gems to. I mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what the thematic reason for that is. Uh, if I think if, I, if a temple's crumbling yeah. around me, I would you know I, I I'd probably just leave. But you know I'm not a I'm not maybe you're I'm greedy, not Jones. I'm not, yeah. I'm not Harrison. Maybe Ford. the door locked behind you, yeah. right? And you can only pick True. so many pick so many locks uh-huh. uh, without the magic gem keys right. that are worth a lot of money. I don't know. There's there's ways to explain it, but, uh, <laughs> but it is it's a nice little mechanic to sort of balance out sure. like and try and force players to explore mm-hmm. rather than just looking for the exit. You got to stop at those gym rooms. It's a good bit collect, of pressure luck and risk reward too. I think, you know, we kind of mentioned that we're exploring and so we can talk about how our game went later, but yep. essentially Garrett and Tom went one way and I went the other way and I was deep into the catacombs of <laughs> of this particular catacombs. catacombs. So the catacombs. Uh, the dice faces, uh, we have your standard D6, but I think there are only five different faces. So you have uh, a green little adventurer, um, which is mostly used for movement. Um, and you have two of two faces of the per die. You have a red torch, which is for, you know, exploring. Um, and you're going to use this a lot to explore some of the darker rooms and also reveal a lot of the gems within rooms. You have some keys that will help you unlock chests and uh, help you unlock the exit at the very end. And then you have two dice faces. You have one, a, uh, a, a black, I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what the indigenous people of this uh, temple are, are called, but you know, a, a tribal, black tribal face i don't know if it's incan or aztec or what it is but if you roll that basically it locks that die in place until you roll the gold face die and when you roll a gold face die you're able to unlock two of your uh the the black faced ones and some of the some of the mechanics within are you know basically if you're in the same room as somebody else you can kind of collaborate with your die uh if i roll a gold and tom has two of his 
is uh, two of his die locked up. I can use that gold on him, and then he can he can continue rolling. Um, and then to reveal other tiles, you just have to roll two of the green adventures. Some of the rooms are going to give you those gems, and basically it's a tiered system, so you may have to roll four torches to get one, or you can keep pressing your luck and roll seven to get two, or maybe keep keep going time. for that, that highest tier and uh, try to go for ten torches and get all three of the gems available in that room. Uh, but yeah, as you said, you're burning time, and you're also pushing pushing your luck. You know, It's not uh, not very likely that you're all black, but if you keep rolling, it's it's gonna get more and more likely that you know your dice lock up. You may uh, you may have a full hand of black dice and just not be able to do anything with that. Need someone to save you. Need someone to come in and save you. It, it's <laughs> oh yeah, it can be. Tough. It happens. Yeah. Uh, the only other mechanism I think I need to touch on is once one person escapes, they can leave one of their tools behind and send a die to another player. It is fully cooperative. If everybody gets out, you win. If one person is left behind when the temple collapses, you all lose. Did you touch on the tile placement in terms of the door fitting? Yeah, I, I didn't, but you know, there's it's just like yeah, betrayal. It's <laughs> yeah, just like there, betrayal. Yeah. You know, it's, some tiles have uh, various doors on. You know, you know, they're square tiles, so <laughs> it could be north, east, south, or west. Um, and you just once you reveal a tile, you have to match up a doorway. Um, it could be that you are, you know, kind of lining your tiles up so that they go further, or you could potentially make some loops. So it's, you know, you have a shortcut, you can, you can get back to the certain rooms quicker, but there are some rooms that have blocked entries. So, uh, you know, no matter how you lay the tile, you're not able to, to get back around. I think that's probably happened to Jeff and our playthrough, um, where he, he, he was, he was, as the bird flies very close to the center point, but he had to kind of loop around and, right. and wind back through to, to get back to us. Um, yeah. I didn't connect any backwards rooms <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so that I can get through quicker because I didn't realize, I, I honestly thought that we were, we had more time mm -hmm. um, that 10 minutes really flew by. And um, I, I had played this game before, like, mm -hmm. like Thomas had mentioned in real life and, I think some of the elements of the game are slightly different on tabletop, uh, mostly around the die rolling. It felt mm -hmm. like it was a little clunkier to roll dice because you have to like draw boxes around the dice you want to roll over and over. And um, whereas rolling dice in real life is like I feel like hyper fast. Yeah. Um, we could set up some scripting, get some, get a little uh, area yeah. of the table, just press the button. But no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's playing, a way. There's ways around it. Yeah. So I think like that shaved that would have shaved off some time on the run and. Um, but other than that, I think it played pretty well on on uh, on tabletop. Aside from the die rolling itself, like I I feel like it captured a lot of the same sentiments. The thing I like about the game is that you have, well, in the, on the surface it doesn't feel like you have a ton of choice. Um, there's a lot of choice in like there's a lot of player interaction choice where you guys can choose to go to one room and like we did this earlier on. We went into a room where there was multi tier of uh, gem collection and we all decided to go for the ten. Uh, the 10 flame, you know, three gem reward, um, right. which meant that we couldn't go off and do other stuff. But, you know, that 10, 10 of our dice, of our collective 15 dice is a pretty good chunk. And, you know, it took us some time to eventually lock in those 10, 10 keys or whatever. And so I think I like that aspect of it that, you know, you kind of have to commit to doing some of these things and you need the help of others. And you can't just do it on your own. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, one question that I had, I was thinking about this after we played it. Um, so you start off in this one room that has like three branching exits and you can, of course, split off and go separate ways. 
which we wound up doing. But is there, now that I think about it and we've had a chance to play the game, is there any benefit to splitting off into different directions? Will you ever hit a total dead end if you go along, like, one path? Or, like, does it just make more sense to stay together? I, I think it's, you know, kind of risk-reward. You, yeah. So the way the game is in the setup, you have to put the exit in the bottom five tiles. So you have to keep exploring the temple to eventually reveal the the exit. So, you know, kind of as Jeff, Jeff was saying, if you are, you know, trying to get the highest reward, you know, you're burning time as you're sitting in that room um, and everybody is not exploring the temple and, you know, so it's a trade-off. Are you going to burn your time trying to get more gems or, or explore the temple so that you can eventually get to that exit? Um, though, you know, the only dead end you would run into potentially would be that you're out of tiles to draw because I think every mm-hmm. tile has at least one entrance and one exit. Right, yeah. Yeah, okay. Just wondering about that. Just wondering because I was I was thinking like, well, what's the point of even branching off in separate directions mm-hmm. if uh, if yeah, like I, I think it's just to find you, you just know, unlock all the doors down yeah, one long. I mean, hallway. Tom, I think in our game, basically you and I collected a lot of the gems in like two rooms, but that was you know seventy percent of our game where Jeff had revealed about seventy percent of the tiles, right? And mm-hmm. you know, we <laughs> it was funny. Jeff had re- revealed I don't know eight eight or nine tiles up on the the northwest part of the board and then tom and i in the in the eastern just like middle east part of the board we had just like gone straight and we found the exit after revealing one tile because jeff had dwindled through so many so Mm -hmm. we were right next to the exit we were able to get out whereas jeff had to come all the way back around and and get to us yeah and i think this is where the game kind of suffers a bit is like, yeah, you're right. So for me, I just felt like I was co- consistently moving through rooms and revealing tiles, which helps progress the game, of course. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like, doesn't feel as consequential as, like, trying to collect gems or, like, trying to escape. Mm-hmm. So, like, where you guys got to experience, like, the, I'll call it the variant tiles, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the tiles that are a bit more special where you get to roll for something, a bonus, or roll to get out. I was just doing the core part of you know, just like reveal, 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 move, reveal. reveal. Yeah. yeah. And then have to, and then have to do the opposite to get out. So I really didn't get, you know, to do as much of the gem collecting, which is fine. I mean, that happens, that, but um, yeah. it's kind of luck that of the draw. That being said, there, there are only three types of tiles. There's a tile with nothing. There's a tile with gems. And then there's a tile with the door. Yeah. And that is the base game. Like, so yeah, there's like, to some extent, like, yeah, you do get to sort of work together to sort of achieve mm-hmm. a certain amount of torches in a room to collect gems. But, yeah, like, the what you're doing for every one of the trials, whether it be exploration or gem collecting or escaping, is you're just rolling the same dice. Yeah, and like I think I agree with you, Tom, on the fact that, like, it, it is light on mechanics, but I think the reason for that is the, the force function for that is the time. So because it's 10 minutes i don't know if like it, i don't know if they could add a boss for example and you maybe they lock you in the room <laughs> until you beat the boss but i just feel like that would be a really big time sink for a 10 minute game now if it was like unlimited time or there was no play time or maybe they capped it up to 30 and they can fit in like one or two bosses then yeah for sure but i think for this specific iteration because it's like it's marketed as like a quick 10 minute game specifically 10 minutes like no wiggle room I think it's okay that they skimped on the mechanics because they kind of have to to keep it moving. So I'm not sure where I feel on that. Like I, I feel like I understand why they did it, but at the same time, I do wish there was some like another type of tile that I would have experienced. 
Yeah, I, I've, I've got mixed feelings on this too. And um, kind of before I get into those, I, I do want to touch on something. So we have the CD that is kind of the, the soundtrack or the timer of the game. You know, I, I think we've seen this in games like Atmosphere and you Space know, Alert. Space Alert is a Space Alert came out in 2008. This came out in 2012. And I, I think it very much borrowed from that. Um, the benefit of Space Alert is you can it impacts the game more like the CD will give you instructions of what to do. Just an atmosphere did this too, back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. This was on VHS. This game is literally just, you know, it's music that you listen to and it, it is, you know, a glorified sand timer. There, there's, it's not giving you instructions. Um, it can't be randomized. It's just atmospheric right. music. Yeah. Um, in the atmosphere, you know, VHS tape, he would tell you to do things. Uh, he would give you instructions. He would tell certain players to, stop what they're doing they have to wait um so i i don't necessarily think i mean I, while one hand on the one hand i appreciate it it's, it's a it's a cool mechanism it adds a little bit of atmosphere um i think we basically ignored it <laughs> i mean it, you yeah know, it, it, i don't know if that's because it was digital i mean i could have cranked the volume up but it would have been hard hard for us to hear over zoom mm-hmm. i i just don't think that it it brings in all that much so Going back to your point, Jeff, you know, these are lighter mechanics. It is a 10-minute, you know, base game. And, and I, I think where this game struggles is, you know, kind of what what niche it's kind of carving out. So Space Alert is this 10-minute game that is super heavy on mechanics that is very hard to play. And it's, you know, stress-inducing. So you don't necessarily want to bring newbies into it. Mm-hmm. And it even has, like, all these different training modules that you go through until you finally get up to the... regular game where you're playing this game is you know so light on mechanisms and you know strategy that basically you know if you have you have you know people like us will play through and we're like okay we're you know that's good (laughs) you know we we we, we feel like we you know even though we lost we weren't like itching to get you know i feel like with like pandemic or um the legendary series if you lose you're like oh man i could have done this differently i could have done this differently this we were like okay jeff you you know we you were too far away that sucked whatever yeah Yeah. um now i think maybe this is like an introductory game for kind of the the real time like stress inducing games but Mm -hmm. generally you know newer players do not want to play something that is this stressful they want to you know if they're learning something if they're learning mechanisms they want to take their time they don't want to have that time crunch that time pressure to to get to the end and and i don't think that music necessarily helps that now maybe kids are a little bit more fond of it but you know my wife for example hates you know any game with like a time pressure crunch especially if it's cooperative because you know you have the quarterback coaching the entire way yeah yeah. everybody what to do Mm -hmm. And it, it really sucks a lot of the fun out of it. So, yeah, I, I don't necessarily, you know, and, and, and I have to give it credit, at least it tried, but I, I don't think that there's a great kind of Venn diagram overlap where there's this group of people that this target audience um, appeals to. Yeah, I will so, say, like, right. playing it, um, like, in real life, I, I do think the music does help because it's not just the music, but you kind of hear this frantic, constant clanging of dice mm-hmm. like over and over and over that we just didn't get uh, yeah. in, in tabletop. And, you know, that's just kind of kind of what it is. But I agree with you. I, I do think that, like, you know, we never play it as like, well, we have a game night. We're going to play this game. Like, that's yeah. not the main main right. entree, if you will. Like, it's more like, oh, let's get warmed up. Let's play a quick game of escape or, oh, hey, like we only have this much time left. Like maybe we'll just throw in a game of this and maybe do a quick round of Splendor or something. Sure. Um, to kind of like mm-hmm. kill out the time. 
I, I think that's where a game like this is, you know, most people have some sort of game like this on their shelf where it's just like, hey, let's just play a quick 10 minute game uh, to kind of fill the time. And, and it's just, it's fun and light. It doesn't make you feel bad for losing. Um, it certainly didn't make us feel bad. Um, <laughs> it, and it's just like something to do, you know? Um, you create some level of anxiety for 10 minutes and then you're just over it. Uh, so right. yeah, it doesn't feel as fulfilling as some other games for sure. Um, where you get this like big reveal or if it's cooperative game, like pandemic, you feel like you saved the world or if it's, you know, player V player, then you feel like you made some crazy comeback to, to win. Um, it just feels like, Oh, I like I did something. I got some enjoyment out of it for 10 minutes and I'm kind of done with it. You know, um, the satisfaction is kind of right. scaled to the, the, um, the commitment. What what I compared this game to, and I I this might maybe this is just something that we saw when we were growing up in Georgia, but I, I compared it to eating a meal that was comprised entirely of popcorn. Uh, <laughs> will it fill you up? Yeah, you know you'll get your fill. It's kind of even tasty for the first couple of bites. Uh, but there's there's really nothing there's no, there's nothing more to it. You can try and dress it up as much as you want with uh, all the different, you know, little flashes of, of genres that you get with this game. Um, and this is where I was comparing it to the, these. It was a gourmet popcorn store that that, that <laughs> opened up where we were growing up called uh, Popcorn Heaven. And, like, it doesn't matter, like, how many. If your game's only 10 minutes long yeah. and, like, yeah. that's, that's how long it takes to get through it, right. you're never going to be able to explore, like, a solid depth that's going to grab and hook players that are more interested in uh, s- sort of the, the intricacies of a game and trying to master it is what Garrett was alluding to earlier and trying to implement different tactics that you just right. really can't. Um, it really is just one of those games that, you know, you you open up while people are still arriving to the party, you play through it in 10 minutes because you know you're choosing this game not because it's fun, but because you know it's over in 10 minutes. <laughs> Like point. that, I think that is the That's that is the point. death nail in 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 my point, and I'll call back to that when I'm actually putting numbers to uh, yeah to this thing. But that's that's really that's really the gist of it here. What do you uh, last thing I want to kind of ask about is what do y'all think of the theming as far as like escape games? You know, the Indiana Jones, you know, reskin or or you know, fake. I don't know what, what do you call like the pseudo license, but like you know, cl- clearly indiana jones but that's that's not indiana jones it's right some generic guy generic character yeah Um, i mean i don't i don't mind it i I think indiana jones just has such dominant iconography uh when it comes to uh when it comes to this genre i i think it would be hard to hard to create a game that didn't evolve yeah like this this uh i agree i agree with tom i think the problem is indiana jones didn't like I think it created an archetype, right? And so now, now any game that does it will be compared to Indiana Jones because they were the original uh, archetype. So, <laughs> well, well, they, sort, I mean, and they like lean Tolkien's into Tolkien's universe, yeah, yeah. right? To- Tolkien's fantasy universe with elves and orcs and that sort of stuff. Right. Like he created, like they, cre- Tolkien created the tools with which so many have built their fantasy universe. And do I think you need the hat on the explorer? Probably not. You know, I, I, I would argue that you know. Uh, while what's the what's the Naughty Dog game? Nate's Uncharted, right? Yeah. Uncharted, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The series, yeah. the video game series, is obviously inspired by Indiana Jones, right? 
Uh, but you still have a dynamic character who is able to sort of come into his own, and he's got his own look, and he's got his own thing, and he's, you know, so uh, I, I think you don't have to lean so so hard into it that people are going, is that you, Harrison? And they're like squinting, <laughs> yeah. squinting at the box. That's what they try with Shia, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what they try. They try to they try. reboot him with Shia, but yeah, no, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I, I do think, considering this game, that you, there is exploration, um... I think the the tile exploration fits very well with the Indiana Jones theme. I feel like the gem set collection is a little bit loose. Like, oh, you need it to get out and you need more of it to get <laughs> right. out. Like that doesn't really, you know, obviously thematically doesn't really line up, but it, it's there. <laughs> um, I, I do think that like if they had added something like traps to the game, that would be kind of neat um, mm -hmm. where, mm -hmm. you know, there's different, maybe there's different ways to solve the traps or there was a penalty. Uh, I think that would be kind of cool and would, lean more towards indiana jones but yeah i think it's like it's there it's not it's not the lightest reskin i've ever seen but it definitely could be better so right. so here's the thematic explanation for why you need the gems um some chambers contain magic gems and players must use their dice to activate as many gems as possible in order to break the curse blocking the exit the sooner they find the exit chamber and the more magic gems they activate the easier it will be for them to escape fine fine yeah it's there yeah. They close a loop. <laughs> they close a loop. I mean, it's hard at this point it's hard to like put a, you know, say there's a loophole, but I agree it's yeah. cheap. It's a cheap mechanic to to put that in. Like it's a cheap storytelling mechanic, but it's yeah. there at least. They they Here, at least put it in. Here's here's a question I have, Garrett. I've noticed I'm going through some of the pictures on Board Game Geek and I know some of the playthroughs do not have the So there's there was a set of tiles that had this big uh it almost looks like an idol, like a like a something you would see in on in a you know, a tiki room, <clears throat> mm -hmm. a head on the tile. And I asked Garrett what that was, and he said it was something for the expansion. The version that we played without that head, mm -hmm. that is the base game for sure. That is the original release of this game, right? Yes. And, but those tiles are included in the base game. It just says use them for the expansion modules. So I, 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 you, I think you gotta play the expansion with this thing, like because here, all right, you're, you're comparing yourself to Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. I think we might have made a mistake by not playing it with the idols. Like I know we would probably made things harder, but you have to. I mean, think about the opening ten minutes of Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm -hmm. where Indiana Jones is going through the temple. Can you imagine if he just walked right up to the thing and walked right out? with no traps like because that's essentially what the idle heads are they signify that right. oh you've encountered a trap you've encountered a curse mm -hmm. you you must roll this in order to overcome it you you have to play the game with that otherwise like i said earlier the only three types of tiles are treasure tiles nothing and the exit mm -hmm. and that is horrible when it comes to the theme of the game i don't even know why they made it to where there's two different playing modes mm -hmm. uh maybe for difficulty reasons um, but I, I'm, I'm looking at the pictures that I'm seeing on board game geek right now. And I regret not playing with the, uh, the tiki heads because that's not Indiana Jones. That's not the, that's not the genre to just be able to have a walk in the park in and out. Yeah. We still died, but, uh, <laughs> well, you know, no, I, I think, I think you're right. Thematically. I, I think, you know, for a gameplay status though, it, I don't know that it adds that much, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it adds a little bit of, oh, no, I'm trapped. Um, but it just feels trapped. like another room. You're just yeah, rolling yeah, right. the same I, I don't dice. Think, I don't think yeah. that room feels that different, you know? 
Um, yeah. There's other dice rolling games like uh, Space Cadets or something where you actually feel like you're doing something different. You, you're still just trying to get set collection, right? It's just a different way, different dressing around how you're yeah. trying to get yeah. your set collection or, or how you're limited in getting mm-hmm. your set collection. So I, I, I do agree. I think we probably should have played that. Um, and I think it probably would have helped a little bit thematically. But you know, right. o- overall, you know, as far as the game goes, it it it's still... It's still you have to roll two other icons to get this thing like you move forward. There's no new mechanic, you know, like mm-hmm. you're saying. I think, yeah. So and it, it it does increase the difficulty a little bit, but you know, you know, like I said, I I don't feel I I don't feel that itch in, in me to go. Oh, I need to go try it just to see if the the actual added mechanism is is really gonna bring this all together for me because you know I I don't feel that you know it's yeah. just <laughs> it's just all right yeah I, I, we did it it was fine right. Well, I, I think that we pretty much explored everything that we can about this game. Um, so should we check out? Here's a good question: Should we check out other people's reviews of I, this I think first so. before we yeah. go into our own? I think so. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. What are people saying about this game, Garrett? Uh, Pinka, Pink, Pink, Amen Pie, Amenapie, Pink Amenapie. There it is. Pink Amenapie. I don't care for this game. It's a co-op game, which I am not a fan of, but there is very little to no fun factor in this game for me. The only reason I will consider playing this at all is because it's quick, and my best friend enjoys the game. If it wasn't for his enjoyment of it, I would never play this again. 4.5 out of 10. There, there it is. Pretty brutal. The, only, the reason I'm picking this game is because it's 10 minutes. <laughs> that's take. right. I'm telling you, that is, that's the hot take. Yeah. That's the hot take. Here's, here's a comment that's really funny, only because we know it's for 10 minutes. Great game for 30 minutes. And then (laughs) that's how the comment starts. And then you've beaten it and can move on forever. So this guy, for some reason, this guy plays it in 30 minutes. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe three three plays in. I don't know. Here's here's another guy. uh, uh, Finicus says, eight plays in. Game is fun. Chaotic at times. We sometimes win with tons of time left. And sometimes we're crippled and dead in the dungeon. A lot of luck with dice needed, really. But really, that's it's all about fun and excitement and a cause for panic when you hear the gong. And that's, uh, he gave it a 7 out of 10. So I'm surprised we haven't mentioned this other game, but here's a, another comment, which was um, quite a bit of fun. Prefer this to Magic Maze as far as real-time games go. The nice thing about really? this one is how accessible it is, but I'd much rather go heavier and play Project Elite. But I think Magic Maze is a much better iteration of this. Magic Maze is so beautifully tight. It is like, it's an amazing game. I remember... Uh, Part of the show, Trav. Uh, we first played the game with, uh, I think it was his copy mm-hmm, of the game. Yeah. And it was a blast. It was like, and it's completely silent. It's very hectic. And then after the timer goes up, everyone's accusing each other. It's like, what were you trying to do here? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. there's there's so much more uh, that I think the forced silence of Magic Maze has in the genre than, I got a gold. Thanks. You know, <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. I, have a, I have a gold mask. Here. Thanks. Here, let's yeah. leave. But yeah, I yeah. I, re- I, yeah, I agree now that it's it's in similar vein, but Magic Maze is absolutely a lot better, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Mochu035 says, it's like a ton of stuff I hate put together in a game. Not a fan. <laughs> One out of ten. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't get much more simple than that or much more vague. <laughs> It's, it's all, the, it, it's all those genres coming together. It's the RTS. Okay. It was the RTS that really brought it down. <laughs> I think this is a really bad JRPG. I don't know what... <laughs> the the unit construction element really just wasn't flashed out at all. It was uh, it was pretty rough. Pretty bare bones. It was really hard for me to set up my skill trees in this game. I don't know why. 
All right, all right, all right. So let's go ahead and give it our own scores. I'll go first. Um, I'm gonna harken back to my uh, my the bumper sticker that I made earlier. This this really is a game that the the highlight, the main focus on this is just how quick you can play it. Um, rather than it being sort of a fun experience, I think that it just it feels a little hollow, feels a little empty. I mean, it has a little bit of weight to it, but at the end of the day. You know, you're going to be wondering what exactly is it that you're digesting? What was that thing that you ate? What was that indiscernible hot dog meat that you ate? Was it was it a deck builder? Was it an RPG? Was it a uh, was it a uh, a real time strategy game? Was it a I don't know I don't know what went into making that hot dog, but now you got a <laughs> tummy ache. You're going to be burping all day and you're going to be tasting it again and again. And so with that, I know might have to take a nap. So with that, uh, with that, with that to conclude the idea, I'm going to give this game a five out of ten. It was fine. It was fine. Uh, I like hot dogs. Hot dogs are good, especially when you're hungry. Hot dogs are good. They do what you want to do. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I, I agree with those takes. Like I said, um, I I just don't quite see where this fits in, and and I kind of get where it's trying to go, where it's trying to fit in someone's collection. Um, and I just don't quite see it there. But I, I you know, I, I don't know that that's a popular take based on what we'll reveal from the board game geek average. Um, yeah, I, I, I think your analogy is spot on. You just don't feel, you know, even for a light game that you've, you know, had any sort of crunch or any sort of, you know, moments of like, yeah, that was, I, it all came together for me. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's just, you know, roll dice as fast as you can, look for the combination you want. And, Move, move along so yeah let's move along to jeff nothing to see here folks i'm gonna give it a four and a half out of ten i'll round this out so yeah I, because i played this game in real life i think that there is some element like i said we missed um uh, in terms of tension but as garrett called out you know not everyone's looking for that in an early you know 10 minute game perhaps and they're, they're not looking for that level of anxiety um i do like that there is some cooperative elements where you could use other people's dice if you're in the same room so you're kind of picking and choosing if you guys want to move together or explore separately and you know people get stuck and and there's other things like that but i do agree that the um the different variants of mechanics are pretty light you know thomas mentioned that there's basically three different tiles um open rooms gem rooms and the escape room i do wish that there was more i do wish it was themed better to this idea of treasure hunting and indiana jones uh, so I agree with all those points. Um, overall, it is a 10 minute game for me. I'm not going to, you know, kill it too much for, for kill trying it. To, it. To, it. to fit into that 10 minute, you know, band. So I'm going to rate it a five and a half. Five and a half. That brings the RDG average to a five. Nice and simple. Uh, BGG has this as a seven. Um, this is, like I said, Maybe a little unpopular take from us. Um, there are 15,000 ratings on this on BoardGameGeek. It, it is quite a popular game. It is the 540th uh, highest ranked game of all time on BoardGameGeek. The number 140 in the family. So, you know, like I said, I I, I think it's kind of right there. And, you know, the, the real-time quick 10-minute game that is easy to introduce new players to but kind of loses its luster is... The, you play more than once so i just think to put it into perspective like pandemics is 7.6 
and I don't think yeah. it's in the realm of pandemic. So like, I think a five yeah. is fair. It's it's there. Like it's it's decent. You know, it's not bad. It's not terrible yeah. at least. But I, I and I, I would say on Board Game Geek, there is a vast difference between a seven and a seven point six. Yeah. Um, just because of you know the bell, how the bell curve right. shakes out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I do agree. I do agree. You know, our our takes are. We're, you know, we've got the best takes. Obviously, this is rolling move. We, <laughs> we're not wrong. We review, <laughs> we review the bottom of the barrel stuff, and uh, you know, this is a good game by rolling move standards. But you know, as far as the uh, the digging into the Indiana Jones licensing, I think you could have done a little more. I think you could have done a little more. Should have given me a whip, a whip in the box. Yeah. You had the room for it. Put a nice punch board whip. Like we put a punch board gavel in our game. <laughs> punch board whip. <laughs> It's like already it's like it's unraveled. It's like wound up. It can't even unfurl. Slap crinkles. Board. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> whoops, I just put a crease in this. I love oh, that. Man. That's awesome. Well, guys, if you would like to uh send us your art uh we we cannot hire any more artists. We've been doing that all year. Uh but so if you would like to give us some free art for this punchboard whip that we're immediately trying to going to try and patent after the show is done. You can send the, that art, send those designs over to our Twitter at Rough Draft Games. If you have any game recommendations, anything you want us to play, any input, any uh, instructions to Lost Treasure, you can send us a little bit lengthier for message over email. Uh, we will take those emails, take your game suggestions all over. Send us an email, roughdraftgames at gmail.com. If you want to do some real exploring, check out our website, roughdraftgames.com, where we explore other different genres and different gems. But the biggest gem of all is our game, All Rise, which you can get a pre-order copy of on our backer kit. Uh, Garrett, do you have the link for us? <laughs> it is all all dash rise dash backer kit. I think. Let me see. All. I mean, we're gonna do a different take here. It is all dash rise dash game dot backer kit dot com. And so we would also like to close things out by asking you guys who have not done so already to hop on iTunes, hop on Google Play, hop on your favorite, uh, your favorite. Uh, podcasting service and give us five stars. Give us a little rating. Show us a little love. Helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate it when you do it. Thank you guys. We are very excited for all of you who have gotten all rise and uh, who knows, maybe someday someone will be playing that on their show about bad board games. Uh, but that being said, the temple around us is crumbling. The traps are igniting. They're going off. They are... Uh, we're going to be, more our, our, the, the music is ramping <laughs> no, up, Jeff. Jeff. Get on. out of the Jeff. back of the, Jeff. The, the, the wall is coming down. <laughs>